Good morning, guys, and welcome to Hump Day. I believe it is Hump Day. It is Wednesday. Uh, you know, I'm heading out to IUP this weekend, which I'm looking forward to. Um, I am phasing out of working at Chewy because it was overnight weekends and they only give you a certain amount of hours. And as you know, I went to my dad's 80th birthday party, so I lost 10 hours there. And I'm also planning on going to see Regina Spector with my wife in a couple of weeks, and that was going to be another 20 hours. And it's also difficult. The job is so boring. Um, it's difficult to stay the entire 10 hours when it's 2.30 in the morning and you just want to go home. So I am starting another job <laughs> next week. Um, but it, I'll probably be starting after I go to IUP. But I'm starting another job next week. I don't think it's going to be an exciting job either. But I'm just looking something that I can stay at long term as a retired job. And this is going to be at Wegmans, which, um, as you know, is a really nice um, high-end grocery store. Kind of like, um, I forget what the name of the other one is I was just thinking about. But they have like the best fruit, you know what I mean? The freshest vegetables. It's a nice, big, clean store. They kind of, they always keep it clean and updated. They have an eating area. They make their own hoagies that you can order. Um, they have a lot of people that stop in and just get food. In fact, some people actually get um, Grubhub from there. So, I mean, they do a lot of different things that uh, most grocery stores don't. So, um, I, I actually got some fresh wings from there yesterday, and they were pretty good uh, after my interview and after they extended me an offer and whatnot. So, you got all that going on, right? Um, the IUP trip should be fun. I got a good deal at a, um, a farm at the next town over from IUP. And actually it's called the Cornell farm, which is my last name. Um, just by coincidence, I really don't think that they're relatives because my, uh, one of my aunts does a really good job of like laying out the entire family tree, um, of relatives, you know? Uh, so I pretty much know who most of them are. Unless it's going way back, you know, they happen to come over from Europe around the same time as, um, what was his name, Stephen Cornell? Or there was also a John Stephen Cornell um, in the 1800s. Or maybe it was even the, the late 1700s that my family came over. They came over pretty early and my mom's family also came over pretty early, you know. Um so unfortunately, I don't have a lot of diversity in the family, but uh, it is what it is. Not much I can do about that. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to Actually, I timed it this way because I wanted to go out to IUP. Well, first of all, I don't have to work this weekend because I'm in between jobs. But also, um, I want to watch the Phillies playoff games, you know, because I used to be a Phillies fan back in the day. I've been different fans at different times, you know, Pirates fan, Mets fan, Phillies fan, um, there's probably another baseball team that I rooted for at one point, you know, um, just for whatever reason. Like the Mets were really bad in 84 and they had a lot of prospects coming up. So I kind of jumped on the Mets bandwagon because I got to see um, those games on WOR in the Philadelphia area. Uh, oh, yeah. When I was a kid, I actually followed the Yankees, you know, and they had all those guys like Greg Nettles and uh, Ron Guidry. Uh, and we used to get those games at, in Ocean City, New Jersey, um, because that's where we went for two weeks every summer. So, I mean, baseball is really ingrated into my, um, that's why I'm an ingrate. 
Uh, baseball has been something that's always been with me, and I've always gotten excited every year um, for baseball season, you know, because the winters are long, you know, in the Northeast. Um, but the reason I did that is because uh, the Phillies are playing the Cardinals um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of this Phillies team, as you know. I mean, they bought themselves um, a trip to the playoffs, and they barely squeezed in. You know, Milwaukee kind of choked. Um, and I kind of have to root for the Cardinals because um, I told you guys I have that money on the Cardinals. I got plus 1,700 on the Cardinals to win the National League. And although I'm not thrilled with the Cardinals' offense, or no, I like the offense. I'm not thrilled with the pitching. Um, you never know, you know. I mean, you never know what the baseball gods might have in mind um, with these guys in their last seasons like Molina and Holes and guys like that. You never know what might happen, you know, and that pitcher that they have, too, that the Pirates finally got to him a couple nights ago. You know, he is uh, it might be the first time the Pirates ever got to Wainwright, which was pretty interesting. So, yeah, you know, I'm going to go out in the um, Indiana area and at least watch those games. And plus, I get to see my son, and I'll probably take him out to Walmart to uh, get some food because he doesn't have a meal plan. And, um, man, he's become such a hippie. I got to show you his picture on uh, Twitter (laughs) coming up in the next week because uh, I'll get a picture of the two of us and put it on Twitter because that dude, he's got the long hair. He kind of looks like Chris Cornell from Soundgarden um, because he's got some weird beard thing going on, you know? But he has become from a clean-cut high school kid to a hippie in like three or four years. It's been an amazing transformation. But he's really happy now. You know, he went through a lot of um, mental health issues, you know, as we all do. But he really got hit hard, you know. Um, And actually was diagnosed bipolar, which I don't know that he's bipolar. But the meds that they gave him are good for bipolar or regular depression, you know. And they seem to work, you know. But obviously, I think what works more is just having a lot of friends in college, smoking weed, you know, finding yourself, you know, not worrying about as much. You know, he was too much of a worrier. So anyway, so I'm going out to IUP. The baseball playoffs are going to be going on. And last night, um, oh, don't forget to check out uh, Three Rivers Apparel. It's the number three Rivers Apparel spelled out. All kinds of cool shirts and sweatshirts. You can find them on Twitter. You can find them on the internet, Facebook. Um, But they have some cool stuff. And you can even DM them, you know, and see what kind of ideas they have on shirts. Um, But, yeah, I'm heading out to um, Indiana. And last night the Pirates did lose their 100th game of the season. And, frankly, I had a lot of fun with it. (laughs) I mean, you guys might have noticed that I had a lot of fun with it because um, I don't know, man. I mean, first of all, it, it just upset me earlier this year that the Pirates made no effort to sign anybody. Like, I thought maybe they would bring in an outfielder. Um, and they made no effort to sign anybody. So, you know, I just looked at everything on paper and I felt like, well, it looks like this team is going to lose 100 games, you know? And what upset me, though, was the fans that, especially there was a guy um, that runs the Pirates Pirates Prospects. He put something out that was just like total garbage reporting, you know. 
he added up the wars of all these guys. God knows who these people were and said that the Pirates might win 74 games, you know. So that was the number that everybody went on. And all you had to do, and you could do this again next year if you want, all you have to do if you really want to know the nuts and bolts, chances of the Pirates' wins in a season. Um, Now, it's not always going to be accurate because obviously the Orioles, you know, won more than they were supposed to. And um, the Angels won less than they were supposed to. Um, So it's not always going to be accurate. But if you just look at what the betting number is in Vegas, for 70% of the teams, that's going to be pretty accurate. Because, hey, they have to be accurate because, you know, they're going to lose money if they don't put an accurate number out there. And the Pirates number was 62 and a half. I talked about it a lot at the time. And they are not going to go. I said going under is probably a good deal. They are not going to go over that. Um, If they win today, they will have 62 wins, you know. And I did a lot of posts on social media saying that I thought you could make some money betting the under. Because it went over the year before, too. The year before, it was only like 58 and a half, and they won 61. So... I don't know what it's going to be next year, but I did want to do something, um, another um, kind of a joke uh, tweet was put out, and it's not like a whole article like Pirates Prospects put out. I guess Tim is that guy's name, Tim Williams. Um, I don't know what he does, man, but he is like, just overrates prospects, he overrates prospects and he overrates Pittsburgh Pirates prospects, you know? And the impact of prospects on teams is not nearly even close to what you think it is, you know? And you especially just look at it this year as to how many um, highly rated prospects like Spencer Torkelson, who was maybe like the number one, just really crapped out in the major leagues. There was tons of them, tons and tons and tons. And then a lot of the, but there were some good rookies, but it it probably wasn't the ones you thought they were going to be, you know? And there weren't nearly as many good rookies as you would think, you know? Like O'Neill Cruz has put together a good rookie campaign. Obviously, Michael Harris has put together an even better rookie campaign. And there's probably like, throughout the whole league, there's probably like 10 other guys that had good rookie years. And then other than that, there's just a lot of guys that had either small sample sizes or just disappointing rookie years, especially the ones that were projected by Steamer, you know, to be good rookies. Um, Because you can't project rookies, you know. But like I said, Steamer is another thing that's kind of a joke. And people like to, they get excited anyway when those projections come out for rookies. I guess even though you know it's not going to happen, as a fan, you're still going to get excited about this, this sort of thing, you know. So I I really, you know, I try hard not to be too hard on the fans. I just like to to poke fun at them, you know, as to how excited they get. Like in last night's game, the Pirates had a good inning, like a really good inning, like a six-run inning, you know. And there were all kinds of posts of how the offense is going to be good next year and oh the we're finally arriving and we're finishing strong. I wish the season wasn't ending yet. And this and that and this and that. Keep in mind that the St. Louis Cardinals pitcher is not even going to be on their um, postseason. Um, I don't know, like the players that you're bringing to the postseason, the roster. 
And the guy they got from um, the Pirates, he's not one of their better relievers, you know. Oh, it's a shame that actually in the game last night, I think it might have been on a line drive, the, the Cardinals may have lost one of their better relievers. Um, really good. I mean, I'm talking like a really, really good reliever. So I hope he heals up in time for the playoffs. But no, the guy that they got from um, the Pirates, Chris Stratton, he's probably not going to be on the postseason roster either. And they threw him out there for two innings. You know, So it's not like the Cardinals were really trying that hard to win this game. I mean, the hitters wanted to win the game, but they didn't even have all of their best hitters in the game. You know, so... You know, they're just trying to get ready for their playoff series. The Pirates had all hands on deck because they don't want to lose 100 games. And, you know, the announcers were exciting that they might lo- they might avoid 100 games. And Andujar, you know, hit a big double. But Andujar has two hits in his last 21 at-bats. He ha- And I pointed this out on several occasions. He has a 550 OPS this year, you know. I mean, he was really good in 2018. And I'm talking really good. And I talked it up here on this podcast. Um, But he really hasn't done much since. And it hasn't been all injuries. You know, a lot of it is just, as I mentioned, you know, pitchers figuring out how to target guys, you know, guys that start out really good in the major leagues. And then they just fizzle out because they have a hole that they can't um, adjust to, you know, where they have too many holes in their swing and they can only adjust to one or two of them. Or they're just not good enough, you know? Which is why I looked at this other ridiculous tweet um, by Jason Mackey uh, that he tweeted last night. And it was Bay Cruz, Reynolds, Suwinski, Castro, Hayes, and Andujar. Nunez and Endy are coming. If you bring back Roberto Perez, and he did say add a first baseman in pitching, which I don't think that's going to happen. Um, they might get a first baseman off the scrap heap. Most likely they're going to find the first baseman in the um, Rule 5 draft because there's a lot of first basemen that are um, uh, put on there because they don't think teams will – they think teams will generally pick relief pitchers, you know. Because it's easy to keep them on your roster all year. But in any case, totally fine with it was the funny thing, you know? So I started thinking about this. Okay, are you fine with another 100 losses? Because I'm trying to figure out if this team would win another 100 losses. Well, if we just start with Jiwan Bay, he's a guy that's looked really good in his first 35 at-bats. He's got speed. He's got a decent bat, you know? He has developed some power you know, over the last year in the minor leagues. Um, Can we count on him next year to have a good year? Well, two things you got to keep in mind right off the bat. Number one, you know they're going to manipulate his service time. So you probably won't see him until late June. So there's two months out of the year we're going to have to find another corner outfielder before Bay arrives. Um, The second thing I found interesting was that um, Cal Mitchell had better stats across the board than G1 Bay in the minors this year. Um, Cal Mitchell's batting average was like 330 this year in the minors. His OPS was like 930. And G1 Bay was more like 303 and 890, you know? So what does that translate to in the major leagues? Well, there's not an exact science to it. 
some guys adjust better than others. But if we're just going to use that, um, you know, that one because it was right in front of us, you know. Cal Mitchell in over 200 bats has a negative war and he's batting a light 220 with, I don't know, like six something OPS, like a low six or maybe a high five. Um, I guess I can get an exact number on that. Cal Mitchell's OPS in the major leagues. Okay, it's 638, so it's not that bad. His on-base percentage is below 300, which is really bad. And he has five home runs in 200 at-bats. That's not really good for a corner outfielder. And Bay is not really a, um, a power hitter either. He's more likely to be serviceable as a center fielder than a corner outfielder because you like to get a lot of power from your corner outfielders. But we'll see if he's the center fielder. Um, That's going to depend on the next guy. Uh, The next guy he listed was Reynolds. Uh, Brian Reynolds may be traded before the season starts because of G1 Bay. But I think more likely Brian Reynolds will be traded at the deadline. Um, if he's not extended, because um, if they're going to um, keep G1 Bay down uh, for service time manipulation purposes, um, you're not going to bring Brian. You're not going to trade Brian Reynolds until the deadline, and then you're going to be able to kind of sell the team on it or the fans on it. Number one, because you got guys back for Brian Reynolds, probably a couple pitchers, and number two. They're going to sell that G1 Bay can replace Brian Reynolds. So I think he is likely to be a center fielder. He played center field last night. He doesn't have the power of a corner outfielder. Um, So Reynolds, I'm guessing that you have half a season of next year. And G1 Bay, I'm guessing that you have maybe 60% of a season. Maybe 70% of the season. It depends. They probably won't bring him up until July. Um, the other guy they have on there is O'Neill Cruz, and this is one I'm on board with. I mean, he did have another bad error last night, and that's going to happen. I said he's going to have, I think I only penciled him in for 20 errors a year, but he's got 16 already. So he's probably a 30 error a year guy. Remember when I was saying he'll hit 20 home runs? He, he might hit 30 home runs, but have 30 errors. So I have to adjust that part. I still think he's going to bat around 220, um, have 20 stolen bases. And the other stuff when I was doing my 20-20-20. But yeah, O'Neill Cruz is developing pretty nicely, you know. I mean, he's really scary up there at the plate and he hits the ball really hard. The only thing that he does lately is he takes too many pitches. And if um, if pitchers are willing to throw him strikes, he takes a lot of called strikes. And a lot of those are called third strikes. But even with that, he's put together a really good month. So if you talk Bay, Cruz, Reynolds, I'm on board with the Cruz part. You know, Reynolds might be traded and Bay. There's a lot of things we got to worry about there. You know, the next guy is Suwinski. And although Suwinski has had a good couple weeks, if I look him up again, kind of like I do on the fantasy, because it tells you how he did in the last month. And I didn't do this before the show. So, I mean, I might be pleasantly surprised. Um, I really don't know. I mean, I know that his home runs have been good. But let's see, S-U-W, bum, 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 We get Thursday night football tomorrow, by the way. Um, yes, yeah, so in the last month, he's 18 for 83. 
there's good and there's bad here. Um, his average is 217, which is probably not great. You know, his season average is 204. It's a little better than that. Um, he struck out 31 times in what? Um, 83 at-bats. So, I mean, he strikes out about 40% of the time, but I don't care if he's going to be a slugger. Strikeouts don't matter to me, you know? I mean, even though he only walked 14 times and struck out 31, if uh, the only thing I look at walks is how it affects his OPS, you know? Um, and it doesn't list OPS on here. Um, but he did hit five home runs, which actually, you know, that's pretty good. This is since he came back from being in the minors. So after pitchers had a book on him, he still hit five home runs in 83 at-bats, which is about a home run every 17 innings, or 17 at-bats. So I'm okay with it, man. I mean, I think Jack Sawinski, he's okay for what he does, you know? And I think what he does is he's going to have a low batting average. He's going to strike out a lot, but he's going to hit you, hopefully, 27 home runs in a season, you know? I'm okay with that, man. <clears throat> so the good thing about this list is that Cruz and Sawinski are both going to hit 25-plus home runs if they stay healthy. You know, they've already had their service time manipulated. We're going to see a whole season of those guys. So that's going to be pretty good. Rodolfo Castro, um, I'm not completely sold on, you know. And let me pull him up. Same thing, Rodolfo Castro. Uh, he is a guy that um, pitchers are just starting to um, figure him out. And he really hasn't pitched that well. Or he really hasn't hit that well in the last couple weeks. Although he had a good month. I think it was August he had a really good month. Um, he's three for his last 19. So that's a 158 average. He's eight for his last 41. That's a 195 average. And in the last month, he's 22 for 102, which is 216. So let's think about that, right? In the last couple of weeks, he has zero home runs in 41 at-bats. But in his last 100 at-bats, he has six home runs. So I think if we average that out, he could potentially hit a home run every 23 at-bats while batting 220. Um, well, I don't know if he'll bat 220, though, because I think it was 195 on him. Um, I'm a little worried about Rodolfo Castro more than Jack Sawinski. And I just think that um, Rodolfo Castro has gone downhill a lot faster. You know, that 158 average in his last 20 at-bats and that 195 average in his last 41 at-bats was zero home runs. I think it could be indicative of pitchers getting used to seeing his tendencies, you know. And they are um, manipulating um, the way he approaches the at-bats. And they're forcing him into pop-ups, ground outs, and a lot of strikeouts. So I'm not high on Rodolfo Castro. He's somebody that had on that list. Uh, I don't think he's going to be with the team all year. And I don't think he'll be particularly good when he's up. Key Brian Hayes is what he is, you know. You should see a little improvement there, but I was hoping for a little improvement this year, you know. And the next guy, Andujar, is a really strange one because, as I said, Andujar is two for his last 21 at-bats with two doubles. 
And for some reason, I don't know where this is coming from. I know that the Pirates announcers have kind of been hyping him up. And I know that it's an exciting name. You know, if you look at his 2018 stats and the fact that he used to be on the Yankees and the fact that I liked him because he at least had 900 major league at bats. But Andujar is probably not very good, you know? Is he even going to be as good as Yoshi last year? Well, Yoshi had eight home runs in September, you know? Andujar hasn't even done that well in September. So is he going to be better than Yoshi? Maybe, you know? I mean, it's a pretty low bar. But is he going to be a lot better than Yoshi? I don't think so, you know? I don't know if he's going to be good. They're hoping to flip him at the deadline. And I don't know if he's going to be flippable. And then Nunez, you have no idea what he's going to do. I, I talked about him before. He was a guy who batted 260 with some decent power in double A. He's like a short, stocky guy that I've seen play in person, you know. And he's kind of a fun guy to watch. But is Nunez going to be? I mean, these guys are so young. Here's the final thing before I let you go. They are losing production from three veterans that they're not going to bring back. One we already know about is Michael Chavis. Um, he had some pretty good production this year. Another one is Ben Gamble, who hit a three-run home run the other night. Um, they're probably not bringing him back. And then another one is Kevin Newman, who also had a league average OPS. I'm not sure they're going to want to spend that $4 million on Kevin Newman next year. Or it might even be $5 million on Kevin Newman. So not only are these guys... Um, you know, there's a lot of question marks. They're also replacing a team that was the lowest scoring team in the league. And just to get back to where this team is, they have to make up the production for Chavis. Um, and this people just don't think about these things, you know. They have to make up for the productions that those three um, veterans that they're losing. So, I mean, I think likely... This team is going to damn close to lose 100 games next year. But watch, the same thing is going to happen. The steamer projections are going to come out. G1 Bay will probably have like a good steamer. The second thing that's going to happen is um, Tim Williams will come out with an article saying they're going to win 78 games. And then um, you're just going to have everybody, like every Pirates fan, predict 75 wins just because that's what they want them to win. I mean, it's completely based on hope and not on reality. And I guess that's part of what being a fan is. But, like, I don't want to be like one of those fanboy podcasts. I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen. And I don't think it's going to be good next year, you know. I don't know exactly how it's going to play out. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be disappointments. Some people are going to do better. Some people are going to do worse. There's no way. They're going to sign a shitload of, of um, you know, Kai Toms, you know, just guys like that off the scrap heap. Maybe one of those guys pans out, but most of them won't, you know. I don't think Andujar is going to do very good. But it'll be fun to watch, you know. And I'll still be making fun of the fanboys on Twitter because it's hard not to when they get excited about one big inning of a pirate game in September, which ends up being the 100th loss of the year. And then they're still excited about next year. It's just part of being a fan, you know, but it, I'm here to rain on your parade, I guess, because I don't think that's happening. All right. I mean, you got to spend a little bit of money to win, you know, and they're not going to do it.
So, all right, enjoy the playoffs. Enjoy the final game tonight. Oviedo's pitching. Hey, if you're in Pittsburgh, why not go? It's the last game you're going to get to see for about five or six months. Peace out.